Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmet. John is the coordinator for the Christian Ecumenical and Missional Society of St. Patrick and St. Aidan, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life. The title of today's message is Living in the Name of Jesus. Names can be powerful. Any of you ever watch an old Western movie or an old police movie? When the criminals are running away, the sheriff says, stop in the name of the law. And oftentimes the criminals don't stop, but at least it gives them pause. Sometimes they do. But the name of the law is powerful. If you fall under the weight of the law, it can really do some bad things to your life. Notice that uh, no one would think about saying, stop. In the name of bed, bath, and beyond. That'd be silly, wouldn't it? Now, I know a number of you would probably like to stop in at bed, bath, and beyond. But it's not a powerful name, though it is a pretty good brand name. Hey, names convey authority, and like it or not, we all, you all, you live in or under someone or something's name. Whether that name be American, whether that name be a label like teacher. Some people are really into tribal names. Are you a hipster? Are you a punk? Are you an e-girl? Most people are really, in fact, living mostly under their own name. I have a question for you today. What name do you live under? In the passage we just read in Luke 19, Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, the people recognized Jesus as coming in the name of the Lord, Almighty God. In fact, they knew that Jesus lived his life in the name that is the authority and power of Almighty God. And as Christ followers, as Christians, we must live under the name of Jesus. If you're going to call yourself a Christ follower, if you're going to call yourself a Christian or a follower of Jesus, or however you want to say it, if you're going to live under the name of Jesus, if you're going to live in his name, then you're going to have to recognize some things. Here's three of them that are pretty good. Know that living in the name of Jesus settles a lot of life's ultimate questions, doesn't it? When you're living in the name of Jesus, you know why you're here. You don't sit around going, I wonder why I'm here. You know why you're here. You live under the name of Jesus. You also know what your purpose and direction is in life if you're a Christian. If you don't know, the closer you follow Jesus, the more we become aware to you. And also, when you follow Jesus, you understand the difference between right and wrong. So living under the name of Jesus settles a lot of life's ultimate questions. 
Living in the name of Jesus also entails power. Now, what would happen if you went down the street and got on a motorcycle and began to start it up, and someone who owned it saw you? They would be pretty upset. And this kind of thing happened with Jesus. He sent him out to go get a cult, and the people asked the disciples, why are you untying this colt? It belongs to me. And the disciples answered, the Lord needs it. And it was like, okay, if the Lord needs it, go ahead and take it. I love seeing and operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The nine gifts, wonderful, amazing. I wish everybody could do it and want to do it. In fact, Scripture says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. But even more, but even more is the gift of love. In fact, Scripture says that as all other gifts disappear or come and go, the gift of love remains. Living in the name of Jesus entails the fiery power of his love. Living in the name of Jesus is also exciting. I know that's counterintuitive to many of you who are listening to me today, or many who need to listen to this message today. Many think that living in the name of Jesus is really a downer. Something that's going to finch you in, rope you off. Suck all the fun out of your life. But I want to tell you that the most exciting adventures I've ever had have not been at parties, not been at revelry, not been at dissipation. And I'm not proud. I, I pursued a little of that in my early 20s, and I'm certainly not proud of it. But the most exciting adventures I've ever had have been with Jesus. How about you? I would think many people would say, no, that hasn't been the case for me. Let me ask you this. If the most exciting adventures that you've taken in life haven't been with Jesus, are you risk adverse? A lot of people are risk adverse. They don't like to take chances. They don't like to take risk. And oftentimes people like that who play it safe, I understand, and many times that's the best way to do it, but many times they lose the thrill of the ride, the vitality of life. Someone once said, you spell faith, R-I-S-K, risk. If you've never been on an exciting journey with Jesus, let me ask you this. Are you risk adverse? Have you ever been willing to take a risk of faith, go out on a limb, following after Jesus? You want to see God's power displayed in your life? Live with faith. Be willing to take some risk. Not for the sake of risk, but for the sake of Jesus. If you call yourself a follower of Christ, if you call yourself a Christian, you must Live in the name of Jesus. It's not something you should do, ought to do, even need to do. You must do it. You have to do it. So how do you do that? How do you live in the name of Jesus? Obviously, you say to yourself, I'm going to live in the name of Jesus. But what you really need to do 
To live in the name of Jesus is to subordinate your name to the name of Christ. We just read that passage in Philippians that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus' name is above every name. Is that right? His name is above any name that you could put on your lips. Especially your name. Especially my name. And for us to live for Jesus, we're going to have to subordinate our names to his name. His name comes first. Let me tell you, that's not easy. That has not been easy for me, and I don't think it's been easy for you. Because most of our lives, we were taught to live in our own name. Most of our lives, you were taught that your name comes first. And that's where most people live, and they live in their own name. It's about them. It's for them. Their lives are filled with self-interest. And a lot of that self-interest isn't necessarily bad in and of itself, but your motive, why you live, who you live for. Jesus is the name above every name. You have to subordinate your name to his. Now, let's be really honest here, folks. Let's be really honest. Are you willing to give a few seconds of honesty? Contemplate this. Whose name do you most often live in? Yours or Christ? Christ came in the name of the Lord. He lived in the Lord's name. In fact, he lived in the Lord's name so that his name is above every name and he is Lord. He is true God and true man. Jesus came into Jerusalem in the final week of his life, and he came in the name of Yahweh. He came in the name of his Father, God. Whose name do you come and go in most often in your life? When you go to school, whose name do you go in? I'm going to school today in the name of my name or the name of Christ. When you go to college and university, you go to classes, when you interact with professors and and, and college mates, whose name do you represent most often? Yours or Christ? When you go to work, when you go to leisure, when you come into a relationship, whose name comes first in your relationships? Let's be real honest with this one. How about church? How about church? When you come to church to worship, are you coming in your name or the name of Christ? That so many people tell me, I come to church to get fed. And I think that's a good thing that you come to church to get fed. But more than that, you come in the name of Christ. You come and gather in the name of Christ to represent Him, His priorities, His mission. Those of you who serve, and I hope you all do, those of you who serve, who have ministry in the name of Christ, Whose name do you minister in? Whose name do you serve in? Is it about you? I've heard so many people say, I want to be on the worship team, or I want to do this, or I want to do this, because then I can express my gifts and talents. Is your ministry about you, or is it about Christ? You must, you must subordinate your name to the name of Christ, because his name is above every name, including yours. I want to just take a bit of an aside here, and I want to remind you, I want to admonish you, 
Never subordinate yourself to a pastor or teacher who is not subordinated to Christ. Let me say that again because it's so important. Never go under the ministry. Subordinate yourself to a pastor or teacher who has not submitted himself or herself to Christ because they are ministering in their own name. Jesus said you would know the false prophets, you would know the false teachers by their what? Their fruit. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruits of false teachers and false pastors who are not ministering in the name of Christ, but really ministering in their own name, they'll manifest pride. You'll see pride in them. You'll see greed, opulent living. That's a red flag. If your pastor or teacher is living opulently in excessive wealth, beware. You'll see these false teachers and false pastors wield power abusively. They'll manipulate people with shame and guilt. Their folks will operate under fear. Fear of being seen doing things, saying things. They'll manipulate people by sowing seeds in anger and reaping a harvest of angry, bitter people. I hope you all who are listening to me via this podcast have great pastors and teachers. I hope you do. The church is filled with a lot of wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people who are just wonderful, faithful pastor teachers. But before you submit yourself to anyone who says they're coming to you in the name of the Lord, ask yourself this, do you see Christ in them? And more than a glimpse, do you see Christ's personality of love in them? And hey, I've met some really nice folks who call themselves pastors. Really nice folks. Really caring, emotive people. Compassionate people. But their doctrine is from hell. When they talk about the cross, all they say it's a moral example of God's love. And it truly is, but it's more than that. On the cross, Christ atoned for the sin of the world. No matter how emotive, no matter how emotional, no matter how caring your pastor or teacher, if he or she does not focus on the atoning sacrifice of Christ for your sins and the sins of the world, run. Christ came to save sinners, Paul said, and he was, according to him, the chief of all. On the day of Christ's triumphal entry, the people... Quoted Psalm 118. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And folks, when you live, as you come, as you go in the name of the Lord, you will not only bring blessing as Jesus did that day, you will in fact bless the Lord himself as the people did Jesus that day. Indeed, This Palm Sunday, blessed be 
King Jesus, who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Amen.